listeners, it's Hells hosting solo this time as we've got a team of guests on the podcast. But I think this is going to be the most excellent episode. If you've listened before and even follow me in the Twitter sphere, then you may know that my first cyber love is Osint. And this podcast is all about one of my favourite things. As a natural nosy northerner, searching out random various things across the internet just suits me. But enough of that. I want to introduce our guests. Back in February, Trace Labs organised the first CTF of 2021 and brilliantly, the Ladies Hacking Society community put two teams forward, which I was super chuffed about. LHS Alpha placed 12th, yes, and LHS 2 placed 95th, which is one better than where the very first LHS team placed on our first attempt, so well done ladies. We have on the show LHS Alpha and a Trace Labs judge, so please welcome Reg, Tanya and Mon from the Ladies Hacking Society and the one and only Cybersex Stu. Hi. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Can you all say hello to the listeners? Say your name and how many CTFs you've been part of, please. Reg, I'm going to start with you. Um, great. Thanks for that. Um, so I'm Reg. This is my, not only my first, um, Trace Labs event, but this is my first CTF full stop. Amazing. Tanya. Yeah. Hello everyone. I'm Tanya. So I have done two CTFs and as Helen mentioned, I've done the first one together with Monica and Dida and Helen. Yeah, we were the first team. The original team. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and Mon, what about you? I am Mon, um, the lucky Mon on Twitter. Um, I have done three Trace Labs events. Um, two of those was um, judging, one in Conant and the other one in Australia. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, that's wrong. That was completely wrong. Three. I did three judging and uh, one participating. Yeah. Miss, yeah. Miss, yeah. Miss, yes. Such an easy question. Me. And I got it already wrong. So great. Yay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all cool. It's all cool. And Stu, what about you? I think eight. But I'm trying to work out. Um, so, like, so Conint, three wins. Um, the NCPTF uh, private one against law enforcement. Two judging and something else. I think. So I think eight. I think. Eight. And how many of those are black badges? Uh, three. Well, hey, that's pretty cool. It's pretty impressive. So firstly, I just want to say congratulations, LHS Alpha, for 12 pace. That is a brilliant achievement. Yay! Um, I think one of the burning questions that many of our listeners are going to have is um, how did we get Cybersex Stew on our team? Simply, we asked him and he said yes. So we're very grateful. Thank you very much. <laughs> but Stu... Please, could you tell the listeners about Trace Labs, who they are, and what OSINT for good kind of means to people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Trace Labs are a um, non-profit organisation uh, with a, a goal to use, um, as they call it, crowdsourced um, open source intelligence to find missing people. Um, they have two ways of doing that. They have one way, which is they call their ongoing uh, kind of cases and investigations. Um, which they have like uh, all, all throughout all throughout the year uh, with a, a kind of core team of people that that will kind of work on those. Um, they then have the uh, CTFs, the global CTFs, and then they also have um, CTFs at events as well. So they'll have uh, like Conint, for example, fairly recently last year. Um, we we, we work with them to, to to host one of those events as well. Um, and of course, I think nice Monica mentioned. Yeah, and, and Monica also mentioned the one in Australia as well. So they do events all over the place as well. Um, but ultimately, the objective is to work with um, law enforcement to support, um, you know, finding intelligence on missing people and through crowdsource open source intelligence. Um, they're an excellent organisation and everyone should go and do a Trace Labs right now. Not right now, but, you know, when the next one comes out. So they've not been around too long as well. They've not been around too long. They've only been around for a few years. So... Um, you know, it's, they've achieved some amazing things in such a really such a short space of time. Um, and I think I have to give a big shout out to the uh, the Slack community as well, because if you've ever want to know anything about OSINT, just jump onto their Slack channel and there's a ton of stuff on there um, and some great people. So, um, yeah, I think that's it, really. They are phenomenal and it is quite a pretty um, 
it's a pretty close-knit community isn't it the Ossint um, community yeah definitely and um, so Simon how many times have you been a judge now because Stu said you've been a, been a judge a couple of times uh, you just said three yourself <laughs> do you like judging how is that different to participating I think it's easier. So I, I um, as Tanya mentioned, I uh, first my first try slaps ever was with you um, last year. We did um, uh, participating, but then I was actually inspired by you, Helen, because the next one of yours was wow. judging. So I thought, you know, like it, let me just see how it is um, and what it's all about and how can I learn. And I think. Um, I think it's easier. It's it is still very kind of uh, stressful, and uh, it's not stressful, but it's a lot of pressure. You want to do well, you want to help your teams, um, but I think it's different pressure than uh, participating. So I um, I did the Conint one. I did the Australian. I think they were, they were like a week apart. Um, from each other and now obviously I did the February one uh, after a few few months break um, so yeah it, amazing of, amazing I would recommend it to anyone one of the reasons um I participate I've got to tell you all guys I've done three CTS and one of them I was a judge I've got to add that there but one of the reasons why I chose judging after our first CTF was because um I think it was Nat actually um um, Cheltenham chapter lead that she'd put me in touch with Julie from Hunted or she put me onto her anyway via Instagram and um, she did a live stream and one of her kind of mentees was doing a live stream as well and he was talking about how um, he'd gone on to be a judge because that was how he picked up all of his skills and developed himself because he could see where all the good sources were coming from and then he could apply it the next time as well so I was like that's a very smart idea I'm gonna nab that and, um, and go in and see and see what we could do so that was really cool um all right so uh tanya why do you do these trace labs ctfs what what was it mean to you yeah so i guess i will start from a background so uh my day-to-day -day job is not related to cybersecurity. so but i do have interest in cybersecurity. so in my free time i try to get involved in different activities like ctfs training meetups um, and then I have been a member of Alola Chess for two and a half years. And because of that, I do have access to Slack channel where amazing people post different topics, messages. And one day I saw there was a message, I guess it was from Dida. So um, she posted a message that there will be a CTF. And then um, because I'm interested, you know, I just, I just decide straight away and then I will deal with consequences later on. So I just decided to join the team. I bought the ticket and that's it, job done. So there is no way back. But in general, I joined such activities just to have fun because I think, you know, something that challenging myself, having something new is really cool. And as well, communicate with cool people. So, you know, we are on the same page and learn, of course, because I do like to learn. And what is special about Trace Labs? They give as well opportunity to help the law enforcement to find and gather useful information that can be used in their investigations about uh, missing people. So again, this is another one reason, you know, there is some good good kind of aim in this city yeah it does it, it helps yeah. real world people doesn't it and i think that's um that's definitely a huge draw for me as well to know that you're affecting real world yeah. situations but without um because there's a no touch rule isn't there so it's passive we're not allowed to get involved we're not allowed to contact any of the yeah. um cases or any of the people involved but yeah and this is one really, of, yeah. go on yeah, this is one of the differences why it is different to other CTFs. Yeah, 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 yeah no, I completely agree. No, it's really cool. Um, Reg, this was your first ever CTF. How it was, was it yeah. for you? Yeah, it was, I loved it. Um, I really, I think I really underestimated the adrenaline rush from doing it um, and how much fun it was going to be. Um, I was super nervous going into it. I had no idea what to expect. 
um, I think one of the reasons it appealed to me, um, like Tanya said, you know, there's there's obviously an element of of putting your skills to work for good and helping, um, which was a massive a massive draw. Um, but I have to say, selfishly, I had the misguided assumption that because it was for good, maybe it wouldn't be quite as competitive. So maybe it was a nice one to kind of ease in, uh, which was completely wrong. But it was, um, yeah, it was obviously, you know, there's a, it's nice to know that you're spending your time doing something that that helps, that you're not just, you know, playing around on, on computers for fun. So, um, but yeah, I loved it. I definitely would do it again. Awesome. So the competitiveness there, you're so completely right. <laughs> Stu, how competitive are you? Uh, not, not at all. Uh, <clears throat> uh, look, um, I think there's two there's two ways of looking at this, right? Um, there's the the kudos of saying that you were number one out of almost three hundred teams. I think says a lot, right? Um, but it but in reality, um, yeah, there's there's two sides to this. But one side is that you know everyone wants to win. Um, because why would you why would you gamify something if there's not a prize and to be everyone wants to be top you know anyone says does this oh, I don't want to win it yeah fair enough that's good it, it, that's absolutely fine but a lot of people do um, and you know there's always that kind of the competitive edge um, I think also drives you harder to find the things which are going to be most useful um, there is a kind of a, a double side edge to this as well in terms of the fact that you know people try and game the system uh, as well and try and gain points and, you know, try and rack up points by just submitting intelligence for points purposes and not really understanding why they're submitting it. And actually, you know, if you submit a lot of stuff, you might do quite well, but have you actually made a difference? Have you actually contributed to helping find that person? Was it good intelligence? Was it just data you provided? And I think there's a, there's a, a fine edge here between the, the, the kind of, trying to win something and trying to provide a good intelligence. If you can get the balance right between the two, I think it'll always come up on top because your, your kind of approach will also generate better intelligence as well, which will then get you better more points and of course will then help you win. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, of course I'm competitive. Um, you know, I, I like, everyone likes to win, right? Um, but ultimately the reason I like the Trace Labs events over any other kind of CTF is that the, the, the your kind of results whatever you produce, you're contributing towards a better result in terms of law enforcement finding that person or there being a direct impact. So there is that that absolute impact on what you have done during that competition has contributed in some way. And it could be that the one piece of intelligence that you didn't think was useful actually could have been a massive clue, right? So there is all that, that kind of um, benefit, I think you could call it, right? No, hundred percent agree. I mean, I'm I'm massively competitive. Um, it's part of the reason why we asked you to mentor us, Stu. You know, who better to mentor the LHS team and help us all improve than the black badge holder and the legendary cybersex Stu? But also um, because we also wanted to learn to learn the balance between um, how you gain points. But then also, how do we develop our own skills so that we actually are, are, are looking for and finding and, and understanding where the true intelligence lies with some of the pieces of data that we find and we can connect and that we can put through and um, genuinely helping. So yeah, double-edged sword, like you say, tremendously competitive. We've got to be we've got to be twelfth place next time, probably without you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're my honest opinion i think you will i think I, I think you know if you keep working on the stuff that you you did in the last competition you stand a very good chance um you know there's it it all depends on the um on, on the the hands you're kind of dealt no one knows who what cases you're going to get and you know whether you're going to find that one big case that has lots of information, whether you kind of find it, you've got the processes we, you know, we talked about and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think you can, I think it's, it's, it really is, um, you know, how, how you do on the day. And I think you've got lots of massive potential from, you know, the stuff that we did last time. So yeah, I, I'm fully confident. Can I add something to what you just said? Because um, as much as I agree with you, I kind of disagree. <laughs> so, um, 
So you just said that um, that a, a quality versus quantity, and whether you know you have to see what's the intelligence around it, and um, which is great for people that have a lot of experience. And um, as a judge, I came across questions like, "Okay, so but what's the point of me submitting this?" You know, I'm sure someone else has already submitted this and I will not bring any value. And and it is a double-edged sword because you you do want those teams to submit information despite the fact that everyone else have submitted those Facebook pictures the same as everyone else, because this is the only way you learn. So if you are new to it, don't listen to Stu. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just um you just do what you do you basically if you find evidence and you find pictures do not question yourself that oh someone else has found it you know millions of people will find this picture because you never know and and next time you will look at this picture differently and hopefully every material that's out there written by people that participated will give you another perspective of it but um, but I think that's a, a really good point, Mon, is that actually the, the next time you look at a picture, an image, you do look at them a lot differently, don't you, in terms of what was a standard Facebook image versus what, what kind of intelligence you see now. I mean, I know, Reg, you had um, um, like a, a goldmine case, didn't you, really? And this was your first one. So what did you learn, you know, taking on from what Mon just said there? Um yeah, so there's, I think there's a few things there. So um, like Stu said, there was definitely some some pictures and some bits of intelligence where I thought this probably is worth points, but there's nothing actually helpful from this. It's just a different picture. There's nothing actually new that's been added. Um, and there was definitely some that I submitted just to see if I could get points for, but there was others where I thought, it's probably taking me longer to submit it than would be worth it for, you know, a small amount of points for, for a generic picture. Um, but you definitely start to look at different angles. So if you think that this is something that I found really easily and someone else could have found it as well, um, what's something that I can analyze and what's something I can find in the picture that's different than just taking it at face value? Is there something in the background? Are they doing something? Is there something there that isn't in the other pictures? Um, and so you definitely analyze it in a different way rather than just it's the person in a picture. So I'll submit it for those points, um, which is definitely something that I forgot a few times. Um, and definitely the more tired I got and the longer the night went on, I missed things in pictures. Um, but it's definitely something to, to be mindful of when you're looking at them um, to think to not take it at face value and to analyze it in a different way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good advice, good advice. It was a long CTF, wasn't it? We should say like the one that happened in February because Trace Labs is a global organization, it kind of follows the sun, doesn't it really? It, it, um, they, they spread it around the world. And I think this one was more conducive with, you know, um, Australia time zone and was it West Coast US? Yeah. It was more their daylight hours, so basically it was 10 o'clock at night until 5 o'clock in the morning, which, you know, particularly in lockdown, I haven't had a lot of practice <laughs> staying up that late like I used to. It's like not long enough. I, I always find that the, the window never feels long enough, like six hours. You go, yeah, it's six hours, and you're like, you, you, you just get into the case and like two hours have gone and you're like, well, hang on a second. I've just lost two hours, right? Four hours to go. And then before you know it, you're at the halfway point. And before you know it, it's like five minutes to go. I, I think um, to kind of sort of highlight, you know, six hours is not a long period of time to investigate a target in, in general. You can find a lot of, you can find a lot of stuff on a target in like, you know, for a very small amount of time but the real interesting stuff can take a while and you can get lost down rabbit holes or, or lost leads or false leads and things like this but yeah it doesn't it never in for me it just flies by absolutely flies by um and i think you know it's 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 one of those things isn't it where you think oh yeah six hours is ages but it really isn't it really is it really isn't and that clock does tick and, and and i think i talked about this before don't look at the clock 
even though I just said the clock ticks, don't look at it because you just start panicking. You're like, oh my God, I've got three hours to go and I've only got this many points. And you're like, then you just panic. We had a flurry at the end though, didn't we? Of like as many, even just extra 10 pointers that we could get in just at the last minute. So that was really cool. Really good. But Tanya, I really like your process. You, um, you create a whole host of information on each of your cases and then you, and then you like to run it Pastors, what's your thought process? How do you how do you approach it? How do you prepare for CTFs? Yeah, so I guess for me, preparation is the key. So I got the ticket to Trace Lab, which included as well training from the Trace Lab partner company. So I went through the training, got. And some... who was that? Who was the partner company? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm really I think, bad with names. I think it's Austin Combine. It's Austin Combine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I'll put a link in. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I went through that training and then there was a lot of resources available on TraceLab site website itself. So I like go through, you know, like guidelines that are provided. If people put some effort to provide this information, I will definitely go through just to see. It will be like usually it is like guidelines for me. So I went through those that will explain how points are counted for, what topic you will get, what amount of points, as well useful resources so you know how um, the competition works at all so yeah I went through all this and then comparing to the event we've done last year I found they have added as well a virtual machine uh, which was quite useful because last year I needed to search and download everything by myself pretty much now they have provided everything so it took me really <laughs> less time to install um, the virtual machine rather than to recover my sock puppets for, for social networks from last year so now social networks are quite clever it's really difficult to trick so um, I've done that as well and I would say maybe it will be funny and silly but my top priority is to get chocolate for the evening so you know get just to get, that's a top yeah. priority get your chocolate yeah <laughs> yeah so just to mention this was my individual preparation you know to get familiar with yeah. the, the competition then get myself ready from technical perspective virtual machine vpn all the accounts i need um the other part because we work as a team so the preparation for us as well and you all know <laughs> because we had catch-ups several catch-ups for before the event so we agreed approach strategy how we communicate during the night so before the competition itself actually you helped me troubleshoot some of my setups uh, which was cool as well and Stu kindly provided bookmarks and useful information like frameworks so I needed to go through those as well so I would say <laughs> preparation pretty much equal for me to the amount of time I spent to the CTF itself so yeah, yeah. I really invested for the preparation yeah, pre preparation is key to everything. Mon, you did a, um, uh, you wrote an article, didn't you? Uh, advice for teams. Yes. Recently. Yes. Because my preparation. We're gonna we're gonna put a link in the show notes so that people can go mm. and read it because it's a really fab article. What well, what, what were your top tips? What were your top tips for people? Um, so well, it depends. I I wrote this article based on two kind of um, um, uh, as participant and as a judge. For me, when I took part as a participant, I did all the prep and then the platform was released with cases and I basically, my mind went blank and I'm like, oh my God, I don't remember anything. And I wasn't prepared for it. I, because this was the first time I just kind of thought, what could go wrong? This is, I'm like super prepared. I had like picture, like um, uh, stuff on my wall it's in the it's... kitchen. Like I like I, I took over the kitchen for, for the night and the, yeah, and I still panicked. And um, so I guess for me, the main thing is to have uh, the strategy as, as uh, Tanya was saying, um, how are you going to do it as a team or how are you don't, going to do it as yourself? But then have um, kind of crisis management, as I call it. What would, what what are you going to do when the wall hits? When you are when you see something really disturbing, and um, do you want to discuss that beforehand? You know, with your team, any 
any uh, you know kind of worries that you have, especially if you go on a dark web. If you're not comfortable with it, is there anyone in your team that can do it? Um, and when when you're tired, you know, what do you do? When do you? And as she was saying, you know, the time passes so quickly. Even as a judge, you know, like, and I. And I really try to help my team because I've been there. I know that just getting a rejection or, you know, you, it doesn't teach you anything. You don't know what have I done wrong. So it is very important to uh, find your judge and then be in touch with him yeah. or her. Um, when, when I was a judge, the first person I got allocated to asked if they could swap their judge. They wanted a different one. <laughs> but but it's and this is what I said in my my um my article that it it take it's both ways you know there's more senior judges will have more teams and it's more difficult because if you have a really experienced team you get a lot of submissions and there may be no time to have a conversation oh yeah pay attention to this and pay attention to that I was lucky I had two teams uh three teams maybe, but um, my teams were kind of medium, they were not winning teams. So I, I had time to um, to kind of guide them a little bit and have a good conversation. So, so, so what's the one thing? So if there was one thing that you would recommend that all, that all teams who submit leads should do from your experiences judging, what would that one thing be? Difficult. Um, I pro probably would say pay attention to Slack channel and create some kind of relationship with your judge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this see, yeah. is probably the most important for me. And, you know, like I got some really wonderful feedback from people that I, I helped, uh, you know, with the submissions because it's important to me. It's, we are all in it together. It's, for me, it's not only about competition. It is about competition. Don't get me wrong. I'm very competitive, but it's also about what what value do I bring? What value do they bring? You know, it's um, and it's six hours or more. You know, by the time everything is submitted, it's a little bit more. So, um, but it is stressful. So be patient with your judge. This is what I would say as well. Um, they they are under a lot of stress, especially at the end when everyone is trying to submit as much as they can because like the time is ticking, um, it, it and is they quite also frenetic. yes, it is it is quite um, quite high paced. So yeah, that's that's my advice. I, I think to add to that as well, having been like like on both sides of the fence, um, so you know a lot I've. I've seen a lot of people get quite angry at their judges or get quite aggressive with their judges because they're not, they're not, they're rejecting stuff. And it's probably because they're not actually putting the right information in there or they're not being clear about why that information is important. I think it's the, the important thing um, for submissions is detail. Although you've got to submit stuff, you've got to get points, you've got to submit stuff, but actually justify why you've submitted it rather than just like, hey, it's a new profile picture. Well, why have you, why is that profile picture important? So the judge can see what your your kind of thought process, and it helps them understand. Well, is it should they include it or not? Um, de detail and justification. They have those boxes in the CTF platform for a reason. Um, it's also potentially could be highlighted for law enforcement staff, for law enforcement if it's particularly useful. Um, so yeah, and then and actually, as being a judge as well, is as one one said the the. Um, communication is so important like you know as soon as you know who your judge is reach out say introduce yourself and have one person being the kind of go between between you and the judge so you have that con continuity so as we did in our team you know i took the i took the ownership of being the the person to speak to the judge and so then we built rapport and we then bounced ideas and if there was anything rejected she forward it to me and say one well, of your team members submit this can you resubmit it so it's one point of contact and that actually helps the judge because then they know this thing if there's a problem with that team they know who to speak to and then actually then you then filter it back to your team and get it fixed which worked quite well for us actually um, it did didn't it and also they helped with making sure that we um posted for the right category as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah which is always helpful right always helpful always helpful i've got i've got a question for myself so, so but we're not going to talk about any of the cases that, that um trace loves put 
to you know that that doesn't happen but I do have a question uh, as you and one have both been judges do you know what the most valuable osint actually was do we not no, know the, the last the last one no no and it know. was uh I I saw a tweet about it uh, did you see it it was a, a, a girl I think um yeah you know but, but yeah, it, it, no, it I haven't. I missed it. I missed um, I missed the discussion. But I'm sure after listening to this episode of the podcast, someone from Trace Labs will let us know. I'm <laughs> sure. Please do, because I really I I saw the previous one. So I think it was Conant. Yeah. One that uh, the team has submitted like one massive report. It was like 50. Yeah, gigabytes that, of data yeah, it was it was huge yes. it's like basically went through the whole competition and submitted literally his whole yes. intelligence on this one person yeah. as one submission for 150 points yes. um and that was it it was amazing it was really good amazing um, definitely but this one, yeah but this one i i don't know and i really would like to know so please uh james tom whoever is listening to it please let us know you know so it would be amazing oh, oh, to know well, i'd be quite privileged yeah. if uh, if trace labs were listening to our podcast that'd be absolutely awesome oh, we'll make um, sure they, they do i will I'll, yeah, I'll send them a i'll send them a link i'll dm it just just, just, ping, just ping them that'd be fine <laughs> oh, we've talked about you but it but, but but it is fabulous what um what trace labs do i do love it um i've taken the bell off my cats have come to join us my cats do sometimes join these podcasts uh, i've taken the bell obviously you might not be able to hear them but you might hear a hiss or something you know one of them's coming for a cuddle and he's not getting enough attention but that is a sideline um Okay, so Red, I'm going to come back to you, actually. So this was your first ever CTF, as, as we've learned. But what was the one, what, what's the one key takeaway or one tool that you have, that, that you would now adopt and that you would take forward? And, and, and what's a lesson that you would pass to any new people doing trace uh, for the first time? Um, so it's not really a tool necessarily. Um, it was really interesting reading other people's write-ups in terms of how their teams worked. And obviously this being the only team I've been a part of, the way that we structured it is the only way that I was familiar with. Um, but it worked really well for me. And I was reading some of the write-ups of how other teams structured the way that they worked. And I just thought that actually probably wouldn't have worked very well for me. I So I think it's not necessarily so a tool, how, how but know the well just you know they would maybe nominate that one person looks on these sites or one they would group things together differently so maybe the whole team is working on one case and they're looking on different things or um it just yeah they or one team would be responsible or one person was responsible for submission and someone else was responsible for you know whatever um and it it just seemed it might work really well for them but i think you have to know the way that you like to work um and reading other people's write-ups some of them you know i thought yeah that would have been the way that i would have done it or that would have been you know that's a good idea i'll remember that for next time and there was definitely others where i thought i would have been horrible on that team um so i think definitely know the way that you like to work um and make sure that you discuss that with your team beforehand so that you're all on the same page um because i i definitely was a bit apprehensive going into it i know we had discussed it in terms of you know this is how we're going to split cases and this is what we're going to do but until i'd actually experienced it i wasn't quite sure um but i think knowing that now i like to focus i like to put my head down and crack on with things and so i think having to split intelligence amongst you know three people four people would have really not worked that well for me um, so I would just say definitely communicate with your team beforehand and make sure that you're all on the same page in terms of how you work best would be my my tip. Because um, yeah. I think if that had gone wrong, I think my experience would have been totally different. Yeah, and I, th I think I think everybody's you know the unknown. It was the unknown before for the first time yeah. when you started, so that'd be the right thing. But it also sounds like uh, um, do your homework and read some write-ups as well, yeah. like before and after. Um, yeah, that definitely. sounds like a really good tip as well. Because actually, what you described, Tanya and Mon and Dida, that's kind of how we approached our first ever 
trace lamps, wasn't it? We were kind of a little bit, you know, pixie in the headlights, you know. Yeah, all over the place. At least I was. We were, yeah, we were trying to split it, weren't we? So that who had who had particular um, social media accounts. But no, there's other teams. Sorry, Mon. No, no, go on. I was just going to say there's other teams who I read about who did that, and that worked really well for them. It was sites that people knew really well, or tools that people knew, and they stayed on that all night, and that worked really well to split it. Um, so I think it's a you know, it's a personal preference, I think. It depends on the, the, the construct of your team as well, right? So you might have people that have different strengths, yeah. as in, you know, so someone's really good at Dartnet or someone's really good with command line and, and, and Linux tools. Um, and other people are, you know, uh, have, have other strengths and, you know, and, and that, that if you have that composition of like people with those particular skill sets, then, then farming that out to those particular people to say, right, we're going to chuck you something. Can you go run this tool against it and then feedback what you get? That kind of production line kind of way of doing it could kind of work. Um, but it just depends on the composition of your team and what works best for your team. Um, you know, I think in most cases, having focus on a particular case gives you the, the baseline knowledge to be able to follow the data um and and context and being able to then kind of follow things and pivot off things whereas if you're just if you're just responsible for this particular tool you're not going to see the whole picture so you won't know what to do with that information you're just going to push it on to someone else to go analyze and they might miss something as well so it's kind of you know it, it's all down to the team i think yeah 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 that was the approach we took first time and first time we'd ever done it we we're all newbies we placed 96, so we were still in the top 100 out of like 150 teams. So we were we were still pretty tough with that on first one, taking that approach because we did what we could. Um, so I completely forgot what I was just going to say next. <laughs> it's always the way it goes, isn't it? Um, oh, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Um, so I've got a question for all of you. Uh, Tanya, you've already told us what your what your favourite snack is. You always make sure that you have chocolate. Yes, those are M and M's with peanuts. Nice, nice. Yes, yeah, so the Reg. big the max pack. <laughs> <laughs> your weekly calories all in one shot. Yeah. <laughs> Reg, what about you? Uh, I just had, I stocked up on monster energy drinks. Um, so I used to be a coffee drinker and then I caught COVID last year um, and it's ruined my taste buds. And so I can't drink coffee anymore, um, which is a really, really unfortunate thing. Um, so I just stocked up on, on monsters. Um, but actually I think I bought six or eight of, I think I bought eight of them. Um, and I had one the whole night, um, because the adrenaline I was so much more awake than I expected to be um and yeah the adrenaline was in you know properly kicked in um and like Stu was saying earlier you know the time just absolutely flew by um so it turns out I didn't need them at all um and I realized I should have gone to, to eat dinner as well <laughs> um so I napped beforehand and then woke up and basically logged straight on and then about halfway through my stomach started crumbling and like oh I'm 2 a.m. I'm, I'm a bit hungry. Um, so yeah, maybe chocolate for next time, maybe. And mom, what do you do? What do you keep uh, use to keep yourself awake during like long nights, judging? What's your snack? Well, this time I didn't have any um, because the previous time I bought loads and I didn't eat it because I was I didn't need it. As as Reg said, it's the adrenaline that keeps you going. But I do drink coffee. I love coffee, and I I didn't have COVID, so I I still like it. Um, so I would. I do, I do feel sorry. I do feel sad for Reg. Yeah, it's yeah. it's um yeah. It's, it's one of the cruelest symptoms, I think. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it could come back. You know, like it will come back. I'm sure it's not could come back. It's just, you know, give it time. And, and um, yeah, I, positive I, thinking. <laughs> yes, positive thinking. <laughs> I drink too much. So um, uh, this is it. At seven o'clock in the morning, you lie in bed wanting to fall asleep and you can't fall asleep because the amount of coffee you had, um, you know, it's kind of still buzzing. In, you, be, be, you basically have coffee instead of blood in your in your blood. So, yeah. Wow. You do drink a lot of coffee. Hmm. <laughs> oh, about you, Stu? What are your Scooby snacks? 
so usually it's um, either I usually have like one or two can of Red Bull, which I didn't have this time. So I had um, you could say revive. Um, there, that's what I had. Um, it's um, it's fruity and apparently keeps you awake. It didn't really work actually. I didn't really need too much of it. But uh, and then usually for me it's like um, either uh, sort of sweet chili rice snacks um, or and, and then milky bar buttons because you know you've got to have milky bar buttons. They're the key. They're the they're the OSINT snack of choice for me. Um, so there you go. So, you know, like when you go, well, I don't know about you, but when you go to the uh, cinema in the good old days when we church, I'd buy the popcorn and, you know, people would just say, make it last, don't eat it all at once, but I'm just one of those cereal, it just, it just all goes in my mouth, I love it. <laughs> I eat it all. So I made a bowl with a little bit of popcorn, I put some uh, chocolate raisins in there and some cashew nuts, so I'm like, it's, it's, it's measured, you know, I'd, I'd like put clipper bags on and everything else to keep everything else fresh. And then I'm like, I'll have these, I'll snack them through the night. But I think we, we were on our uh, Discord channel, just waiting for the event to start, counting down. And I had them all, and that was it. I didn't need any more. <laughs> but they were all gone even before the event started. <laughs> oh, that's just a, just nothing, just nothing really. Um, but yeah, so you know, this has been actually really cool. It's been lovely chatting to you about it and um, and how we've all done. Um, would you mentor another team, Stu? Oh, would I? Would I mentor another team? Uh, I enjoyed it. If you're asking whether I enjoyed mentoring you, yes, I enjoyed mentoring you. That you. It was it was a really good experience. <laughs> Um, would I do it again? I have mentored before. I mentored like some of the guys, sort of the newer team from uh, Many Hands Club, and that was I wasn't very well though, so it was not the best experience. But um, do you know what? I would. Um, I, I think it's a good experience to pass on some some experience, you know, some expertise or some yeah. of my crazy thinking. Um, you know, and I think as as more teams kind of do really well, I think it's quite good to see you know, when you're competing, how other people do, you know, um, and sort of take a sort of step back and pass on some knowledge and then see that team do really well again. You know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for top, top 10, the top five for you guys next, you know. You see, I remember us having this conversation. I think the third time you, you kind of won and, you know, it must be boring, like win, 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 always win. So I was, I was actually saying <laughs> that how amazing it would be for all of you. Like, imagine those top three teams, four people in each team to mentor one team and how much ripple effect it is for everyone else in Trace Labs you know, those 12 people mentoring 12 and then, you know, kind of going and, and sharing that knowledge. And I know it's, um, it's a lot of work and you take responsibility for it, but I think um, it is all about paying forward, you know? So, so there is a little hint <laughs> for future. You can, you know, speak to, um, you know, Shandy to, band. Um, yeah, and um, to your, your team, yeah, you know, yeah. um, the Vikings and, you know, whatever. Alan and Bragg, yeah. yeah big so shout out to them. Be amazing. Uh, yeah. here's, here's a question, actually. Um, do you feel you've benefited from, regardless of me, don't take me out, the, take me out the equation. Uh, do you feel like you've benefited from, from having some form of mentoring? Tanya, Brent? Tanya. Yes, so definitely, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely yes from me. I would say the first one we've done, we just had all the information we could find on the internet, you know, some write-ups, uh, videos we could see on YouTube, but then literally having a person who can provide feedback on the spot on the same time, it's really useful. And as well, one of my strategies during the event, I would collect, uh, combine all the information I found on the case. And then during the call, I have presented to you guys, you know, just to get the feedback to see if I'm going the right, right direction where I need to improve. So for me, it was definitely useful. Yeah. And as well, the information you have provided, those bookmarks, you know, yeah, it was kind of 
it's the knowledge that you pass to other people because maybe you have got this from someone but this is um what monica said you just pass over and over and then you reach the wider audience of people so it's really cool excellent yeah yeah i'd agree with that it's um i think yeah the bookmarks and the tools and stuff that you shared were were really helpful but i think it was the the kind of voice of of reason and direction that you provided to the team to kind of say you know this is going to happen this might happen and it was it was obviously experience that you've had from so many different competitions and so many different cases that you were able to say this might happen think of it this way or you know when this happens do this um so it was that i guess that kind of preparedness that you were able to offer that you know none of none of us had um and i think the other thing probably just worth shouting out and thanking you for is the patience of it takes to mentor somebody um mm -hmm. I am not known for my patience and I'm super competitive and like to win when I do things. And so the thought of mentoring someone and watching a potential first place or top 10 slip out of your fingers because you're with people who don't know what they're doing, it absolutely kills me when I'm in that situation. <laughs> so it definitely takes a certain type of person to be able to mentor a team. So um, a massive thanks. Um, Thanks to you, Stu, for, for being patient with us and helping us. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I, I think for me, it's it's more valuable. Um, and I, I do think this as well, having been, you know, in the mentoring kind of seat and the kind of competing seat, because I see them as slightly different. Although I'm competing with you, it's as much about me passing on and guiding and helping the team do well, right? I, I think it's more valuable. I find, I've actually found it more rewarding than than actually winning it's really odd to say this and i know monica's shaking her head uh <laughs> she she's internally shaking her head um uh, but you know i i think i think it actually generally is because you know I, I can now walk away from this and go right you know it's it's about the kind of foundations and trying to build upon those foundations right and, and i don't think mentoring really stops and i will you know i definitely will do some you know more with you guys uh, guys definitely because um i think I just think there's, you know, the twelfth place was was phenomenal, right? You know, uh, Reg, you've done it once, first time. You know, Tanya, two times. Helen, two times in terms of competing. You know, Monica, you've done it, you know, multiple times as well. You know, actually, you know, there is massive potential to actually, you know, take this to the all the way, right? You, we weren't that far off. Okay, can I put my hand up? Can I put my hand up and say? I made some mistakes as well. I submitted stuff and put it in the wrong category. Um, you know, potentially. You can't us, Stu. You can't be on our team anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, no, I, I realised. Yeah, I realised afterwards. I, I, and I was and put stuff in the wrong category, and it's it happens, right? And I was like, ah, oh, and it got accepted. And I was like, pushed to get it upgraded. Now we can put it in this category now. But you know, there's always things. There's always the the what ifs. The you know, it, it, to be honest, it doesn't really matter. Um, what matters is that someone took something away and they improved and then next time they can take that and then improve on what, what was done on this one. I think that's the important thing. Yeah. And, and I just and wanted I to... Just... Sorry. No, I go on. I just wanted to add that, yes, it is a competition, you know, but at the end of the day, this mm. is not the whole point of, of this event. And... No. Um, and that's the main thing, you know, that um, by taking part in it and ha however small the information that you submit is, uh, you never know. That may make a massive difference to law enforcement that obviously have um, more experience that, than us, you know, to look at the evidence like that. So, um, so that's the main thing, you know, you, you all it amazingly and you know like obviously i am the i'm a judge there and i'm looking at the scoreboard looking at you you know like going up and up and i'm like oh my god you know obviously um yeah it, for me it was amazing amazing to observe and um yeah I, I was just so proud you know i knew i knew you like kind of um I, I knew it is going to be high because obviously uh, Stu is in a team, so obviously it's going to be, but the 12th place, 
amazing. So yeah, yeah. You did really well. You did out of three hundred, was it three hundred teams or just I think two hundred eighty or something. Like yeah, that. something a lot. It was amazing. I know, absolutely brilliantly. So uh, well done, and thank you. And and actually, I just really want to add to that with my my bit. Um, Asking you to um, mentor us was, uh, as I said before, you know, one, because competition, but two, because it's the skills that we want to develop and three, it's because it's for us and for good. So those three things are actually, you know, they, they have different weighting for me. Um, but I think I took away um, your calmness when, when we were on the Discord channel, when we were chatting, um, it just really helped having uh, somebody more seasoned. I think I think one of the things that Tanya was talking about as well was actually it gave us a bit more confidence to know that what we'd actually found was something that was valuable, um, that that was worth submitting, and that perhaps you know it, it was advanced rather than basic. So that was fab, because in Monzik's, um said before, your mind goes blank. My mind goes blank. I'm an absolute pixie. I'll go for this shiny thing, this shiny thing, this shiny thing. So. I found it really useful having your framework, having a process that I could follow, but then actually also being able to pipe up and say, um, I'm getting really stuck here, or I'm thinking about doing this, does my logic make sense what I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to achieve it? Um, so thank you. Um, I've, I've been, I think my skills have improved because I've um, benefited from your knowledge and uh, I'm really grateful that you said yes, because you came to rules as well. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a win all round there you go you know it was cool right well i'm conscious of time guys so i'm going to try and wrap this up um typically we would have a cyber heroes section because and i'd ask each of our guests to like list a cyber hero so um we've all kind of agreed that we just want to give center stage to um uh, two organizations um tonight that also benefit from um, Austin and Stu and Mon, you both kind of like work with or around these organisations and they are the National Child Protection Task Force and also the Innocent Lives Foundation. Stu, can you tell us what those organisations do and give them a bit of a shout out as a cyber heroes that they are? Yeah, so um, so Innocent Lives uh, kind of foundation is a, again another non-profit um, with a focus on crowdsourcing um, intelligence specialists and, 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 and people of that ilk to hunt down um, sexual predators, um, specifically around uh, sort of uh, children, so targeting children. Um, so dealing with the darker stuff, um, like CSAM and stuff like this. Um, and, what does uh, CSAM mean? Uh, it's to do with child um, child like adult material yeah, sort of exactly. thing yeah um so uh and you have um also founded by christopher hagnagy who's also authored the um social engineering um sort of uh, books yeah it's an amazing book um book. yeah it's it's, a, it's an awesome book um and, and many other things as well actually but yeah it's a really awesome organization they do a lot of good work um they have the annual conference which is um uh, I think it's usually around I think it's usually around sort of October time, November time, something like that. But they're a really, really good organization. Um, highly recommend them. You should definitely check them out and, and support them. And if they do fundraisers, they're doing a lot of fundraisers on Twitch at the moment with um, playing games. It's fantastic. Um, I've donated recently to that, it's awesome. Uh, but in terms of um, the the uh, National Child Protection Task Force, again, founded by people actually, so Kevin Metcalf and uh, and the other Kevin, I've forgotten his name, Kevin Bran, uh, Branzetti, uh, who are both ex-law enforcement, uh, currently working um, in and around law enforcement, set up, again, the National Child Protection Task Force to um, find missing children. Um, but very similar kind of objective to, say, Trace Labs, but very much more of a direct interaction and very much more closer to law enforcement. So, uh, again, crowdsourcing intelligence and uh, OSINT professionals to... Uh, work very closely on these cases um, and again we can't really talk about any of the cases but um, very much more direct impact very much more um, on, very similar to ongoing stuff but very much uh, time sensitive cases where you actually work on something that's actually happening now and you see an immediate impact on that and again um, they're doing they always do fundraisers and they've got a conference coming up and stuff like this but it's very much focused around direct engagement with law enforcement and supporting them in those engagements and some of the work that comes out of it's absolutely phenomenal um, 
and, and love being part of that as well. So, um, and, and raising money from for Colin, but also some other stuff as well. And Monica, I've said a lot, but actually you should say some things as well. <laughs> well, I kind of have nothing to add. This was amazing. And the, the only thing I have to add, because some of, you know, the people will lis be listening um, uh, to it from um, National uh, Child Protection Task Force. Um, I. I am not doing as much as I wish, you know, I was doing because I, I uh, got accepted as a volunteer and then life happened. And um, every day I look at the cases they work on and I'm thinking, wow, when will I have time to contribute? But I know people that do, you know, and, and uh, some of the people that volunteer are on your Discord, uh, so obviously. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the skill set is just amazing, and and the work that the the the, the people there uh, involved are just mind blowing. Seriously, um, and this is for me, um, this is amazing. Like, just how do you give back? You know, how do you uh, pay forward using yeah. the skills that 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 someone spent time to uh, mentor you or educate you or you have spent time to develop yourself but how how do you how do you make difference to someone else's life and and i just have to say one last thing i add the um the innocent life foundation last year has done the um the conference and i i uh, watched um a presentation which was 20 minutes long and it really stayed with me um, because there was and I don't remember who presented it but they they had some statistics around you know um, the impact and this person this guy was saying why do you do, do why do we do this because this is never ending this is like a pandemic it's never ending it's like fighting like never-ending war and I always re remember what he said. He said, if let's say we work on this case and it's eight year old boy and for that eight year old boy, if we remove his predator from the house, that's the immediate um, life change for this one boy. You know, he's, his life changes forever. And they do it because of that not because the you know have a massive impact on because we will never you know it, it is never ending but for that one child is um it's life-changing and and this yeah. just stayed with me forever it's like this yeah. is why this is why it's important that uh that people take part and help because you or, know. Or, or support in any way that yes. they can yeah yeah support follow share donate yeah I, th I think that's the important thing with both those those uh, those organizations right and if you can do anything to support whether it's lend your hand or volunteer or donate or share the cause to to get other people involved yeah. I, I would i would advocate that like every day of the week yeah. uh, a bit like mon, a bit like mon you know I, I do spend some time doing stuff um in and around uh national child protection task force i'm also helping with sort of the um governance side as well um but but really you know like one I, I need to do more casework um and I've, I've kind of i think i'm going to commit in fact we, we should commit that we should do one together there you go there you go there i've you done go, it no take back this is bad yeah but okay fine I, yeah i, 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 I commit to that because then i think okay. it's important and we should pick a case we should go off we should go do it at least you know even if it's just once uh once a month or something just to just to do something right because I, I feel you know obviously with you know, the work we did around Colin raising money for for, for you know National Child Protection Task Force I feel like I, I need to do more as well so um, but yeah there, there's always there's always more that you can do I think it's always in it and don't and don't beat yourself up about it because I think that's the key. Uh, I think that's why just don't beat yourself up about it because dealing with those types of cases and images you really do have to look after yourself and have a good support network around you. I'd love to actually do um, a podcast that specifically delves into you know being able to volunteer for these organisations and, and where it takes how you prepare to do that so I'd love to do that for a future podcast because I think more people that we've got looking out for these images on the internet and as Mon said, changing those child's lives when you get to save them from those horrible situations is 100% worth it. 100% mm. worth it. 
So, right, okay, I'm going to try and <laughs> slightly because it's been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal talking to all of you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Reg. Thank you, Mon. Thank you, Cyrus X Stu. It's been absolutely fabulous having you on this podcast. Um, I'm sure you've inspired a lot of people to either have a crack at the next Trace Labs. I hope you all do. It's well worth it. Um, or even, uh, you know, follow the National Child Protection Task Force, follow Trace Labs, follow the Innocent Lives Foundation and find out about their good work. Um, so thank you so much. Um, and bye. Say bye. Thank you. Me. Thank you for having us. It Thanks. was yes. wonderful. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. It's all been awesome. Thank you.